What's up, everybody? Welcome to Commuters Communion, the inaugural episode. Your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. My goal here is to help you to be spiritually fed through your communion with Christ, even if you got to stop by the drive-through. My name is Terrence Moore, and today we're gonna break down what Commuters Communion is gonna be all about. So, when we're talking about communion, let's start with a definition. In general, when you think about communion, most of us probably think about church, right? Like going to church, taking the cracker, the wafer, and having the wine, fruit juice, whatever your church does there. But that's the sacrament of communion. That's the thing that Jesus left us before he left uh, the earth, uh, before he died. He did it with his disciples and he did it for us to be able to uh, do it as well after he leaves. Check out 1 Corinthians 11 if you want to look into that more. But in addition to the sacrament of communion, even when you think about communion and the sacrament itself, communion is all about the actual state of being in communion, in relationship with God. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about communion here. The relational part, if you will, of your relationship with Christ, the intimacy there, the space created in what happens when you meditate on him. Pretty much the dynamics of how you're connected and the connectivity there. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about communion here. It's pretty much what you enter into every time that you have a devotion. If you think about it in another way, it's almost like the abiding, the abiding in Christ in which the scripture talks about um, plenty of times. In order to talk a little bit more about that, let's look at John 15. John 15 is where Christ is talking about abiding in him. And specifically, if you look at verses uh, 10 through 11, you will see this verse that says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And so that brings us to the question of how does the act of internalizing God's love consume you in a way that you want to camp out there, that you just want to abide there, that you want that to be just the eternal state of your existence in a way that one, sparks a change in you, two, compels you to obedience, and three, causes a fullness of joy. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about abiding. Now, how does this tie back to communion? Well, if John 15 talks about abiding in, in God's love, John 6 is where Jesus talks about him being the bread of life. And specifically three parts there where I want to break down um, where Jesus talks about eating of his flesh. If you look at John 6, or if you listen to it, depending on what you're doing, John 6, starting at verse 51, says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whosoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true blood. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. Now Jesus is talking about eating of his flesh here in two different ways. The first point 
is in regards to our salvation. The second point is in regards to how we abide in him. For example, the first point, let's look at verse 51 again. He says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Again, he emphasizes it in verse 53, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now, it's important to distinguish here what Christ is talking about. In the same way that food is essential to your physical life, Christ is saying that his death on the cross is essential to our spiritual life. Unless we partake in that meal, the breaking of his body, we cannot have life. And so what he's talking about here isn't the, isn't the, the element of taking communion in terms of bread and crackers and, and wine and fruit juice. He's talking about what that represents, which is the breaking of his body and the drinking of his blood and having that be what we trust and put our faith in as what atoned for our sins to give us spiritual life. Now, the second part, how we abide in him. If you look here in verses 56, he says, Whosoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me. And so remember what we were talking about back in John 15, abiding? It's so essential that when we think about what compels us into love, what compels us into our relationship with Christ, what compels us into fullness of that relationship, that we think about how he broke his body for us and how we sacrifice so that we can be his. And that pushes us into a state of abiding in him. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about communion. Those are the things in which uh, that I'm gonna be pushing us into a space with every episode. And that's some scriptural context for when Christ has talked about uh, communion or eating of his flesh. Um, so if that's a teaching portion of what we're coming from today, let's move to the devotional portion. The points that I really want to push us to from this text that provide the framework with what we're going to be doing in communion is this. God wants his physical death, the literal breaking of his body as a divine atonement for our sins to give us eternal life. He wants our thoughts to be so to so regularly visit that that the effect is that we're pushed into a deeper relationship with him and a consistent state of abiding with him. Commuters communion is going to help with that. So here's your to-go plate for today. Each episode, I'm going to fix you up a plate of questions or thoughts to push you into deeper communion after you leave this time to help you to continue to digest and internalize what we just went through. So think of it this way. This segment, these thoughts, commuters communion in general, is just the appetizer. I want you to go cook up what's next for the entree, but only you and God can do that. So for today's to-go plate, do you think of Christ's death as something that he did fully in love and infatuated with you. Second one, does Christ's death for you, his breaking of the bread of his body, compel you into joy, into a fuller state of joy? And lastly, what would it look like for you to have deeper communion by abiding in Christ? I pray that this episode and these thoughts have giving you a deeper sense and a better comprehension of what Christ wants us to do in abiding with him. I pray that it's something that causes you to think more about communion. I pray that it's something that Christ has used to speak to you about his heart for you and what he sacrificed for us to have life and full life, and full joy with him. And to do that, uh, considering our sins and using the cost that he paid for that. Amen. So this has been Commuters Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. Appreciate y'all for riding with us on our inaugural episode. I'm excited for 
the work that we're going to do and the work that God is going to do through this. Stay tuned for what's coming next. And as always, stay fed.